What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the second part of our special edition of Sports 360, where our man Rob Duran is offering up his predictions for the 2022 MLB season. Rob, yesterday you gave us your NL predictions. Are you ready to go with the AL? Did you crunch, get your final crunched numbers in there? You went to the lab and stayed up all night, and, and now you're ready? I'm ready. I'm refreshed. I'm ready to go, man. All right. All right. We're, I'm ready to go, too, man. My pen is still ready, and I'm looking forward to these predictions. You gave us the NL. Now we're going to the American League. Now, everybody knows that you are – a Yankees fan. So yes. um I would imagine we're going to do the AL East last, but it's up to you. You can do whatever you want, but I would imagine that's what you're going to do, but why don't you just do what you did yesterday? Take us through the divisions and give us the division winners in the American League followed by your picks for the wild card. So, All right. Which however you want to start just lead the way. So I'll start with the AL West. I hope you got your pen ready, Jeff. I'm ready. I just wrote it down. West. Let's go. Because the team I'm picking to win this division is the Seattle Mariners. Oof. Okay. Now, this, this was a tough division, honestly, for me to pick because you have two teams in particular, which is the Mariners and the Astros. Both are very good teams. Both have very a very good chance of winning this division. Um, you know, the Mariners last year had a very surprising season. Uh, they win 90 games, just missing out on the playoff berth. I believe they were two games behind that second wild card spot. Um, and they added some big arms. They added Robbie Ray. Um, they, had, they added some big bats in Jesse Winker and, and Suarez from Cincinnati. Um, they already have a very good young team. They have a dynamic squad, and their young players are just so good. And Julio Rodriguez was their top prospect. I'm excited to see him. He made the major league roster out of spring training. Um, I'm very excited to see what he can do at the at the show. Um, and I had just had to go with them, man. I'm going with Seattle to take that division. Seattle you know, battled down to the last couple of days of the season last year for a wild card spot. Um, and so, you know, they were, you know, they were one of the better teams last year, but kind of a surprise though, almost like the, the giants in, in the national league, even though the giants were better having won the NL West, but Seattle was a bit of of a surprise. Now, you know, you know what's interesting though, Rob, about being a surprise team is that um, when you come back the following season, the, the the surprise has worn off, right? And so now, people expect you to win. With that expectation, may come different levels of performance, but also too, the competition might be a little bit ramped up as well, knowing that okay, we're playing. The Mariners, you know what I mean. Um, you're not you're not sneaking up on anybody. Um, you did mention Robbie Ray um, uh, as as an acquisition for the rotation, uh, but what about the rotation, Rob? You think they have enough there? 
I think they do have just enough. Marco Gonzalez is a good piece. Logan Gilbert um, showed some good flashes last season. And I think Chris Flexen as well. Um, those are three guys right there, along with Robbie Ray, um, that I think will do well. I think they'll, they'll complement, you know, their offense really well. Um, they play some decent defense. Um, but I think their rotation is pretty good. I think their, their bullpen is underrated at times. Um, so I think their pitching staff as a whole can do enough to win that division, especially when a team like the Astros or the Angels in that division as well all have question marks in their rotation going into the season, especially with the Astros at the top of their rotation uh, with Verlander and, and McCullers, uh, both dealing with, you know, Verlander coming back from Tommy John and McCullers entering the season injured. Yeah, I mean, look, I like Seattle. Um, they got a nice mix of some young players, brought over some veterans, <clears throat> including Adam Frazier. Oh, yes. Who, who is um, just a good player, man. You know, uh, again, another Pittsburgh Pirate, right? So, you know, another player that maybe a lot of people aren't familiar with or former Pittsburgh Pirate uh, got traded to San Diego last year and now he's with Seattle. But he it's not because he's not a good player. It's the opposite. I mean, this guy's mm-hmm. a good player. Um, and so they they added him to the mix along with, as you said, Winker and Suarez. Uh, you know, they have, you know, what's his name? Kellenic, right? Um, who yeah. came up last year and was, um, you know, he's the next big thing, supposedly, right? Um, so they have, a, they have a lot, man. And, um, you know, it just remains to be seen whether they can put it all together in that division. So, you know... Um, Seattle Mariners, your pick for AL West champs. Okay. I guess we're going to AL Central next, right? Yes. And this choice, um, much like the NL Central with yesterday's pick, um, kind of came to me pretty quick. I, I'm picking the White Sox here in this division. Um, just up and down the roster, up and down in that division. There's still a lot of question marks with you know the Twins, with the Tigers for an up-and-coming team. Um, and then you have the Guardians and then the Royals. Uh, the White Sox are just a better team in that division, point blank. Um, obviously, they lose Rodon to, to San Francisco. He goes over to the National League. Lance Lane recently just got injured, so he's going to miss some time at the beginning of the season. But even with those losses, I think that team is still dynamic enough and good enough to hold on at the beginning of the season for you know a guy like Lance Lynn who's, an absolute stud. The, the cut fastball that this guy has is unbelievable. Crazy movement on it. Um, they'll they'll be fine to coast through the beginning of the season, I think, um, and eventually just take that division and make it theirs. So it was a pretty easy choice, I would say, for me to pick the White Sox in the Central. Yeah, I would have to agree with that one. I think the AL Central is the worst division in baseball. Yeah, I agree. And look, who knows? We'll see how it plays out this year. But when you look on paper, you have the White Sox and then you have everybody else. Um, I do think Detroit's going in the right direction. I think Kansas City's going in the right direction. Um, I think Minnesota is trying to figure some stuff out and hoping they catch lightning in the bottle. Um, And I think the Guardians... um, they don't have anything. Yeah. Who, who, who do they have after Jose Ramirez? I mean, I know they got yeah. who, that big bat. What's his name? Fran Mill Reyes. Is he Fran on Mill Reyes, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, they have him, but... Past that, you don't really see much offense. They have good pitching, but that yeah. can... Yeah. Yeah, I just don't that think they have enough seen. offense. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think when you look at the AL Central, it, it's it's hard to, to pick against the Chicago White Sox. I mean, they have the pitching, as you mentioned, and they have some really good hitters, too. You know what I mean? Um, you know, the Bayou and Luis Roberts and Moncada. I mean, it's just Tim Anderson. <laughs> he got some good. Yeah. <laughs> they they really have some some really good players. So not surprised to hear that one, uh, that prediction um, coming out of the Central. But okay, going from probably the worst division in all of baseball to quite possibly the best division in all of baseball, and that is the AL East, home of your New York Yankees, but also home of the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, the Boston Red Sox, right? Um, you know, you you have you you have some real you got some real challenges there. So, uh, and then I can't even forget the Tampa Tampa Bay Rays. So, take us through this one. Who comes out of this division? Man, this division is going to give me so many gray hairs this season because all these teams are going to beat up on each other all season long. There are legitimately four playoff contenders in this division, which is crazy to think about. Um, And this was a hard choice for me. But I'm going with the Toronto Blue Jays here to take the AL East. Um, I just look at the, the... offense that they have and obviously we all know about the offense um they lose Simeon but they get Matt Chapman and obviously Simeon is a better hitter but like we spoke a couple weeks ago I think Chapman in that lineup is due for a resurgent season and he struggled with the bat the last couple of years I think this is the year he picks it up having that protection having you know being in the middle of that lineup he doesn't have to be the guy you know he's just one of the guys now um Vlad Jr. is only going to get better and I'll give you another prediction. That's my AL MVP right there, uh, Vlad Jr. I think he's going to be even better this year. Somehow, someway, he's going to be better. Um, you know, obviously, they lost Robbie Ray, but they still have a really strong rotation, I think, led by Barrios. They have Alex Manoa, who came up in the scene last season and just did a fabulous job, did a great job. I think he continues to build on that type of season. And, and you know, they get uh, Kevin Galsman out of San Francisco, who he struggled late in the season, um, but I still think he has some good stuff in that arm, and I think he's going to be they're going to be just fine with him. But Toronto Blue Jays, man, they're just they're just a solid team up and down, and it was hard for me to not pick them to be honest to win this division after all the moves they've made. And who knows if there are other moves? Obviously, you know when you're contending, you make moves the better your roster. But as they're currently constructed, I think they win out in this division. Now, one thing, Rob, though, I didn't hear you touch upon with the Blue Jays, which was a a real sore sore point for them last year, was their bullpen, Mm. right? They blew a lot of games last year. What do you see in their bullpen? That's a big question mark for that team. And I think it's not – they didn't address it, I think, as well as they should have and could have 
And I think they're banking on their, their rotation to really pick up the slack, especially later in the season. Um, along with the offense, obviously. I think they can out-hit anybody, really, in the, in, in the American League. But I think they're counting on that rotation to really give them some innings um, and kind of mask some of the, the limitations that the bullpen has. But I think I don't think they'll blow as many games out of the bullpen. A lot of these guys, you know, another year in the league and, and stuff like that. I think they'll, they'll be just fine, um, just enough. They're not. It's not the strength. It's definitely their biggest weakness and their biggest question mark. And I think that's where they address come trade deadline or even maybe earlier than that. It has to be the bullpen, especially if they're trying to make some noise in October. Yeah, because for me, you know. Um they remind me of the Phillies. You know, we talked about mm. the Phillies yesterday as a team that last year had some struggles in their bullpen and this year looking to address it with guys like familiar and Han and Knable and how that's, that's a, that's, that's, that's a pretty stiff gamble right there um, to think that those guys are going to be able to nail down your bullpen. Um, and I think Toronto last year, you know, they, they went through several stretches where they were just giving up leads, right? They could hit with the best of them, but they would give up leads, couldn't hold on to games. And, you know, they ended up, what, missing the playoffs by one game? One game. You know, and so, it, you know, I, I just think they really do need to address the bullpen. The offense is there. I think... I think the I think the rotation is okay. I like Manoa. I like you know Barrios being there the whole year. Gosman, he was one of those guys, and I'm not making any kind of accusation or implied accusation. But I thought the same thing you're about to say. <laughs> he was one of those guys last year who didn't pitch as well after the ban on sticky stuff came in. I'm just saying, okay. Yep. Just look at the numbers. So I'm not making any accusation i'm making an observation so it remains to be seen because you you alluded to it you said he kind of you know fell off a little bit toward the end of the year and it actually was coinciding with the rule change so um a little bit of a question mark for him um you know and he's pitching in a tough division now right so um yeah toronto is it's not a lockdown choice. I think you would agree with that, right? Because this division is yeah. just too tough. Yeah, definitely agree. It's not, it's not, I'm not a hundred percent confident. We'll see. We'll keep with there with that. I just, that, like I said, that division, they're going to beat up on each other all season long and, and they're going to stress me out. Sure. Sure. <clears throat> okay. So now we have your division winners, uh, Seattle out West, the White Sox in the Central, and the Toronto Blue Jays in the East. Now, take us through your three wild cards. Who do you have up first? All right. So I'm going with my New York Yankees. They're not going to miss the playoffs. They're going to be there. And listen, as much as us Yankee fans wanted the Yankees to make a big splash this offseason, whether it was Freeman or Correa or whoever, they wanted a big splash. It's hard to ignore that the Yankees actually got better this offseason with the moves that they have made. Um, I think Donaldson at third and, and Kiner Falefa at short is a huge upgrade. I think the catching position, you know, despite losing the offensive production of Gary Sanchez, has upgraded tremendously defensively. And I think Higashioka is a guy 
who, you know, maybe he won't start on every team in the major leagues, but he can hold his own. And he's had a very strong spring training. Um, defensively, he's a really good catcher. They just got a uh, Trevino from, um, I believe it was the Texas Rangers um, in a trade. And I think, again, he's one of the best framing catchers there is in the big league. So again, bulking up that defense behind the plate, which was a big question mark for them for the last few years. Um, so they're, they're more dynamic with the bat. They're better defensively in every aspect. Um, their pitching staff, who a lot of people criticize, but it was actually one of the best divisions, I mean, I'm sorry, one of the best pitching staffs in baseball, period, all of last season. Um, their bullpen, I think, is better than last year, and they're getting a, a healthy Luis Severino. Um, obviously, he hasn't pitched in a few years. We'll see what he does with a full season. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. But even even just then, I still think they make a move for a starter at some point. I think their pitching depth with, with Luis Hill, Davey Garcia, Clark Schmidt, who I think will make the major league roster out of spring training. They're just so deep with that pitching. It, it's one of those teams that I just look at, you know, a lot of people are saying the Yankees are a fourth-place team. They're not a fourth-place team. And I wouldn't be shocked if they win the division outright. Um, but I have them taking the wild card because I just think Toronto will edge them out. But listen, we got to stop looking at the Yankees like they're a fourth-place team because they've upgraded significantly pretty much all around the diamond. And we're getting a full season of Joey Gallo, so we'll see what he does and what adjustments he makes, along with Rizzo, for a full season as well. Look, the, look, the Yankees could be a fourth place team and still end up winning 85, 86, 87 games. I mean, I think that's how good this division is, right? That, yeah. you know, it's not like a fourth place team under normal circumstances where that team is probably going to be several games under 500. I think this division is so tough. The margin of error is going to be very, very small. You know, you could have the division winner winning by two games, and then the you know the next three teams are separated by another two games. You know what I mean? So yeah. this could this could really be um, this could really be tight. Um, look, I think for me, I, I'm interested to see Josh Donaldson. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. You know, obviously, he's not the guy he was years ago, right? Uh, that that goes without saying. But I still think he has the potential to be a dangerous bat, and they're going to need him to do that. And I think if he can put together that type of a season where he, he brings that swag and he can bring that big stick, you know, they still got Stanton, they still got Judge, they have Gallo. Um, you know, that, that's pretty good. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's, that's pretty good. And then they got Rizzo as well. So, you know, they, they, they should have some good righty lefty balance. Um, let me ask you something though, about the Yankees. Um, it's a couple of players who I just want to get your opinions on them. And that's, you know, Glaber Torres and Andujar. Um, what are your thoughts on those guys? Where, 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 where what are we going to see from them? I think Glaber Torres bounces back. Um, I don't know if he's going to hit the close to forty home runs he hit a couple years ago, um, but I think we're going to see a very solid, good young player come back. Um, I think the move to shortstop was probably the biggest mistake they made. 
um, because they brought him up to play second when they had Didi Gregorius, moved him to short, and he just struggled. I think, you know, obviously defensively he struggled. He, he showed he couldn't handle the, the shortstop position, and I don't know if it was the pressure or if he just couldn't, you know, just couldn't handle it, which is, which is fine. And once they move him to second base last season, towards the end of last season, you saw that bat pick up. So I think just him having the consistent, all right, I'm going to be a second baseman, this is my position, I think that helps the player, especially a young player, mentally. Um, because baseball is such a mental sport. And I think him at second base, knowing he's a second baseman, no questions asked, this is, this is where he can have that bounce-back season. Um, and as far as Andujar, this is a guy who kind of got lost in the Yankees organization. You know, you know, he was second to Shohei Otani in Rookie of the Year in his rookie season as a, you know, a doubles machine. The dude has power in his bat, um, gap power, and, and he was just a, such a consistent bat, but he didn't do much of anything else. You know, he, he would strike out. He wouldn't walk too much. His defense at third base, when he was playing third base at the time, was really – subpar, I guess you can say. Um, it was below average. So they've tried him in the outfield. They've tried him at first base, especially now in spring training. He's played first base a few times. So he's a guy that I think he's a big bat. I think he, at this you know, at this juncture in his career right now, maybe he's better off at a DH position coming off the bench. But I think he's a big bat. Um, I don't know what his future holds with the Yankees. Maybe he is one of those guys that ends up getting traded and succeed somewhere else. But I would love to see Andujar get some turns at the bat at the very least because I think offensively he still has it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's interesting you talk about the <clears throat> the position change for Torres. I, I think sometimes people don't understand, you know, how important that could be, you know, um, especially for a young player. <clears throat> and I see it too. Sometimes, you know, when they, when they put a guy in and out of the rotation, right. That's very, yeah. very hard to do. You know, um, I think baseball players, perhaps more than other athletes are such creatures of habit. Maybe it has something to do with the long season that they have. You know what I mean? Where you have to develop habits to get through the grind of 162, 162 games. So, um, and, and if you start to break those habits, then, you know, you can start to see some deviations in performance. Which, by the way, Rob, it is interesting for this entire year, given that spring training was interrupted. Right. And, you know, it was shortened by the lockout and everything else. And so, you know, you wonder what what's going to be the brand of baseball that we're going to see. So um, but yeah, you know, the Yankees do have some nice pieces. But again, they're in one of the toughest divisions in baseball. But you do have them coming out with one of the wild cards. And so um, where we have one down, we have two to go. So who do you have up next? The Tampa Bay Rays. And listen, this is a team, they are who they are. You know, they didn't make many additions to their roster, if any, um, at least not any big names to their roster. Um, they won 100 games last season. Um, they're just going to continue to find weird ways to win baseball games. And they're going to continue to run out guys from that bullpen who are going to throw 100 with weird movement on the pitches. And they're just going to get out. 
they're a team who just finds ways to win ball games um, by any means necessary. They're one of those scrappy teams that just figures it out. They grind. They just they just win. Um, and they're going to have a full season of, of Wander Franco, who I think is going to be a, a good bat, a good player uh, to watch all season. But I, I have to go with the Rays taking one of those wild card spots. They're just too good to not to not be in the conversation year after year. Yeah. You know, I keep I keep looking for the year when Tampa, you know, falls a little bit short. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it hasn't happened yet. But I, I will say this. Uh, I, I, I think they were surprised to get knocked out of the playoffs last year. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I, I, I think they had aspirations of and and a and a you know, a belief that they were going to emerge from the American League, right? And go back to the World Series for a second consecutive year. And when Boston beat them, I think that kind of it, it shocked them a little bit. I think Tampa had gotten to the point where they believed they were the king of the hill and they were the big boys on the block. And look, they went to the World Series. They've been winning. They won 90 games. You know what I mean? Several years, you know, not counting the, uh, obviously, 2020. Yeah. But but I think last year they got a bit of humble pie. I really do. (laughs) And maybe that makes them a bit hungrier this year. Maybe it makes them appreciate that, you know what? Teams are still competing, and they're still coming after you. And yeah, you might have figured out the secret sauce better than other teams, but um, no one's rolling over for you. Let's see how they take that. Let's see if if they become a little bit more, a little hungrier, and yeah. and you know, right? Or if it goes the other way, you know, because sometimes you know, I'm not saying they were a bully, but you know. The bully's a bully. Like what Mike Tyson used to say, <laughs> everybody's everybody's courageous until they get punched in the face. Punched in the face. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, you know, I, you know, the Rays got punched in the face last year in the yeah. postseason, right? I'm interested to see how they respond. I'm just interested to see how they respond. They They got yeah. the talent. But you know they do it in a different way, though, Rob. They 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 mix and match, right? They do, and, and it's incredible. The mixing and matching they... has worked, but will it always work? Yeah, and like you said, uh, you wonder at what point is it going to stop working, right? Because they just they just continue to do it year after year, whether it's the same guys they bring back or it's a completely new bunch. It's just they just figure it out somehow, some way, and at some point, you think it'll you know they'll run out of. I don't want to call it luck, but they'll run out of the, the secret sauce, we'll call it. So we'll see, man. Cause they, they are a talented bunch, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. It should be interesting. Okay, so now you have two wild cards coming out of the AL East. So that means of the five playoff teams that you've selected so far, three of them are from the AL East. So now... We're going to your last wild card pick in the American League. Who is it? I'm going to go with the Houston Astros. 
Um, and I'll be honest, originally, I did not have them in here. I did not have them making the playoffs. I actually had the Boston Red Sox and the ALEs pretty much running the, the entire American League. Um, but I, I switched it up and I said, you know what, I'm going to go with the Houston Astros um, because although they have those question marks that I mentioned earlier in the rotation with McCullers being hurt, Verlander coming back from Tommy John, these are two guys that they did not really have much of last season. Obviously, Verlander was gone for the whole year, but they somehow pieced it together with their rotation, and they got some good contributions from young guys that not many people expected to happen. Um, their bullpen is still very solid. Ryan Presley at the closer's position, um, I think perfect spot for him. And offensively, you can't replace Carlos Correa. Just put that out there right now. But they're going to get Alex Bregman back, who was hurt most of last season. I think he only played like 90 games last year. So they're going to get him back, hopefully, for a full season, which, like I said, won't replace Correa, but you'll have his production in the lineup. And this is the team who made the playoffs last season, went very deep into the playoffs, obviously. Um, And I think they'll be back there again. I think Dusty Baker, you know, we joked about him yesterday, about a guy who just doesn't do analytics like that. It's just old school. He just figures it out and I'm and I and I like that he's in this position where he continues to make the playoffs because he's such a good guy but it's hard to pick against the Houston Astros because they're another team they're like the Rays except they have household names you know they have names you know you know producing and doing all this stuff that that just they just go out there and play ball and they just figure out ways to win and despite losing Correa I think they'll they'll be perfectly fine and they'll be just fine to take a wild card spot it's interesting with, with the Astros, Rob, because, you know, as you said, they, they have more household names than, let's say, the, the Tampa Bay Rays. But they've lost some household names, too. And you just wonder how how long can they continue to do that, right? They lost Cole. They lost Granky, even though Granky was, you know, kind of, you know, just really hanging on, yeah. it seemed. <laughs> Um, but they, you know, they also lost George Springer. Now they lost Correa, you know, and yeah, you know, Kyle Tucker, you know, has come on and he's now one of the better players in the game, right? They have Jordan Alvarez and, 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 and so forth. They still got Altuve, you know, so, you know, they still have, and, and if Bregman comes back, as you said, but I think one of the things about the Astros that made them so dynamic, um, you know, when they won the world series, um, and when they were competing for the World Series, was that you didn't have a break in that lineup. You know what I mean? There was just no break. And, you know, I know Guriel is still out, you know, but, you have, you know, you, you have to add him to the mix too. But, I mean, there was just no break. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and I think that's just made them so hard. And then their pitching was really dumb. You know, when they had Cole, and then they went out and got Verlander, and Granky was, you know, really dealing at that point you know they had they had everything you wanted you know what i mean and it made them formidable they're not that and obviously you're picking them as a wild card so we know they're not that team um but i i do think rob um i think several things have to fall in place for the houston astros and i think they could very easily be a team that wins a wild card. I think they could be a team that wins the division. I also think they can be a team that doesn't make the playoffs. 
yeah. I think their margin for error is very small this year. Yeah, and a lot of it, I think, falls on what Verlander are we going to see? Because he looked, he's looked okay in spring. You know, he's he's throwing heaters out there, but we have to see if he can keep that up throughout the season. You would imagine he'll be, you know, considering his age and the injury, he's going to be on some type of restriction. He's not going to go up and give you 200-plus innings. So with a team looking to fight for a playoff spot, go into the playoffs, that's going to factor into how much Verlander they get and if Verlander is going to be good, you know, or how good he's going to be. And, and same thing with McCullers. You know, he's had these injury issues past couple of seasons. So we want to see how he's going to come back, if he's going to be as effective. There's a lot of it. So like you said, I, I agree with you 100%. They're a team who can go in every single direction possible, you know, whether it's making the playoffs, winning the division, or missing it completely. I definitely agree, which is why, you know, I was iffy about should I put them in? Should I put the Red Sox in? You know, it, it was very tough, but ultimately I decided to go with them because I feel like in terms of question marks, they probably have the least amount com- in comparison to the Red Sox. Well, let's talk about the Red Sox because, again, we, we, we talked about the stacked AL East and of of the four teams that you know you could expect to contend because you don't expect Baltimore to contend. Um, Boston's the only one that you didn't have making the dance. So, what is it about the Red Sox that you think uh, leaves them a little bit short of the postseason? Their offense is really really good. You know, they're one of the best offensive offensive teams last season. They add Trevor Story to the mix, obviously, to play second base. So they only get better with Trevor Story in the lineup. But I just, I look at that rotation, man, and past the Ovaldi, I don't really see anybody who can keep things going. Chris Dale was put on the 60-day IL. Um, James Paxson is a guy who they signed, but he's not going to be ready until after the All-Star break at some point. So they're just – they don't have enough pitching. I still have question marks about the bullpen, although they have, you know, Matt Barnes, Garrett Whitlock, two guys who I think are really good. Past that, maybe Jake Diekman is a good he's a good pickup for them. But their, their pitching as a whole has so many question marks. I find it hard in that division with the powerhouse Toronto Blue Jays, the powerhouse Yankees, the Rays who just hit. Um, obviously, they have Baltimore there. We'll see what they do, but then I don't do much. But not having any pitching at all or having so many question marks pitching, questionable rotation, that's a dangerous way to navigate that division. And I think something their team that I think has to make moves it, to solidify something in there. I don't know who they go for, who's available, but something has to happen with that rotation for them to have somebody who can give them innings, give them shutdown innings. And I don't think they have that right now. So it was hard for me to say, this is a team I think is going to make the playoffs. They would have to have a really good second half, like historically good second half, I think, to overcome what they might see in this first half of the season. Two other teams I want to ask you about, not because I think they're going to be contenders, but the first one is a team that, you know, you just wonder why, they never can contend. And that's Anaheim. 
you know, um, you don't have them making the postseason this year. Um, they haven't made the postseason in a while. Um, they have what everybody says is the best player in, in baseball and Mike Trout, obviously coming off of an injury shortened season in 2021. They have the unicorn in Otani, but they just don't seem to be able to figure it out in Anaheim. Um, and you don't have them making the playoffs this year. What's the deal with Anaheim, man? Are, are they ever going to be a relevant team during the Mike Trout era? God, I wish I had the answer for that, Jeff, because Mike Trout is entering, I believe, his age 30 season. Maybe he turns 31 during the season. Um, and they continue to have question marks in their starting rotation. Pasoltani, it's a bunch of question marks again. Syndergaard, we don't know what he's going to be. Sandoval had flashes last season. We don't know what he's going to be. And then everything after that is question marks. Um, their bullpen is okay. They have Iglesias, who obviously had a great season last season. Um, but, man, they just – something always happens every season where they start the season off and you feel okay about them. You think maybe this is a year. I thought that 2020 shortened season was their year to take advantage and make that push, you know, shortened season. And they couldn't make it then either. I just – I think there's just too much talent, you know, between the Mariners and the Astros for them to make the division. And listen, they, their division is, is weaker with Oakland now, you know, they're going to be losing a bunch of games, but I still don't think it's enough for them to make the playoffs, man. I, I wish I had the answer as to why they're not going to do it. They have Otani, they have Trout, you know, they have some Rendon who's another guy who's hopefully he's healthy. Jared Walsh is another guy at first base. They just got to figure it out, man. And I don't think this is the year they do but they need to figure it out quick because we need to see Mike Trout in the playoffs. And we've been saying this for too many years in mm -hmm. a row. Now. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, I mean, you know, that's been the, the constant refrain, right? We need to see Mike Trout in the playoffs, but you know, Artie Marino, who's the owner of, of the angels and whoever he has out there, cause they, they kind of go through managers and general managers. It seems, um, they just haven't been able to figure it out and put it together. And you just wonder, you know, at some point soon, you know, Mike Trout's going to be on the other side of the mountain. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, you just wonder, you know, um, if we'll ever get an opportunity to see Mike Trout on a team that's competing for a World Series. Um, Thank another Real team. Quick. Okay, go ahead. About yeah. Mike Trout, I think this is the season, and it's to no fault of his own because he's put up the numbers. He's done what he has to do, but I'm going to give you a hot take right here. I think this is the year we start questioning if Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. And there's a guy in the national league, Juan Soto, who I think enters that conversation this year. And he's my pick for NL MVP. I'm giving predictions out like, like wildfire here, but I think this is the season we start questioning if Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. And Juan Soto is going to enter that conversation. Let me tell that's, you. From, that's for my me, hot take. And I hear you. But, you know, for me, you know, um, it, 
Mike Trout has been the presumptive best player in baseball for years, right? And, you know, I think that if you look over his his more recent performances, because they've been injury-shortened, right? Yeah. Um, he really had – it's hard to say someone's the best player in the game if they're not on the field. I'm sorry. You don't continue to carry that mantle if you're not playing. That's the way yeah. I look at it. So for me – I, I I stopped accepting the presumption of Mike Trout as the best player because he's not playing. How can you be the best player if you're not playing? Yep, I agree. I mean, 2016 so, was his last full season. Right. So for me, I, I've been off that bandwagon for a while. You know, I understand who he is, but when you start seeing Juan Soto doing the things that 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 he's doing, you know, and then you see Tatis come out. I think that's another problem with Tatis. Mm, and he's yeah. hurt again, right? Yeah. You cannot be considered one of the best players if you're not playing. And and see, one of the things I like about the NBA and some of the, the, the guys, especially former players who are, you know, in the studio as analysts and, you know, uh, pregame, postgame shows and, and the like you will hear them say, without question, when they talk about MVPs, one of the one of the knocks on Joel Embiid in the past was he was injured too much, so he couldn't beat mm. out Jokic, right? Yeah. And they would say, you got to play, right? The, the, you know, they would like to say the most important ability is availability. Bingo. I think that's right. You have to be available. So for me... Yeah, I, I hear you on your hot take, but I, I, and I'm with you on it. I, I don't, I, I don't give that to Mike Trout anymore. Not because he's not a good player, but he's not playing enough. He's, he's, he's hurt too often. And I do like, you know, Juan Soto to me has to be looked at as, as the next big thing. He is that so guy's good, phenomenal. Man. He's phenomenal. <laughs> and he's only going to get better. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. Yeah. Now, now, one thing I will say about Juan Soto, though, he is kind of one-dimensional. I mean, yeah. he can hit, but, <laughs> you know, that glove's still made of leather, bro. He ain't got no yeah. gold. He ain't got no gold in that glove. <laughs> All leather. <laughs> that glove is all leather, bro. So Yeah. But I still look. He's a he's a great player. He got some silver in that bat, though. Got some silver slugger in him, but yeah. he ain't got no gold in that glove. Um, the other team I wanted to ask you about is um the Texas Rangers, and not because I think they're going to be a good team, but you know they didn't make the splash, you know, with the signing the signings of Marcus Simeon and and Corey Seager. Uh, spent a lot of money on those two guys. Um, what, like five hundred million dollars, right? <laughs> on those yeah. two. Um, so you know, shortstop and second base should be manned for years out in Texas. They did bring in John Gray. I, I don't think they're going to be competing, but do you think they're one of the teams that is going in the right direction? Um, and as I asked you yesterday. Um, is there a sleeper team, a team that you think is going to potentially be, you know, a surprisingly tough team this year in the AL? Um, as far as the Rangers, they they have some pieces 
that are good. You know, obviously the two big splashes in Simeon and Seager. Um, they have Adolis Garcia who came onto the scene on fire last season. Um, Nick Solak, he could, you know, he has some bat-to-ball skills. But I don't know if they're trending in the right direction. It's hard to kind of gauge where they are. You you would you would think they are considering the two moves they made, um, and with John Gray obviously as well. So three moves they made. You would think they're trying to build around those guys. So I guess they it'll we'll see. I guess is my answer for are they trending in the right direction? Because it's really hard to gauge what they're actually doing how they're trying to build this team, how they're trying to build this roster. Um, but they have some good young pieces in place surrounded by Corey Seager and, and, and Simeon, who are two really good, you know, infielders um, in the major league. So we'll see. Um, as far as the team that I think is going to be one of those pesky teams, and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs or anything like that, but a team that I really want to see is the Detroit Tigers, man. Um, they're a team that they won more games, I think, last year than people expected. And they added some pieces this season, uh, this offseason, that I think will help them in Javi Baez, obviously. They added some pitching um, with Eduardo Rodriguez. And they're just a team that I, I look at and I'm like, they might annoy a lot of people this season. And they're going to win some games that they should. They, they have no business winning. And it'll be late in the season, and teams will be facing them, fighting for playoff contention, and they're going to lose to the Tigers and lose a couple games in, in their race. So I think that's a team that we have to just keep an eye on. Like I said, I don't think they're going to win anything. They're not going to win a division. They're not going to compete for a wild card spot. But they're going to be good enough to play spoiler, especially late in the season. You know what, and I can, and, and I hear you on that. I think Detroit is probably the team in the American League that's pointed in the right direction the most out of the so-called non-contenders. Um, but other than that, it, it's the AL. Um, they have some teams that that have some work to do. Um, yeah, they have some teams that have some work to do. Okay, so now. Okay, so your your predictions, um, AL West, Seattle Central, the Chicago White Sox in the East, the Toronto Blue Jays, and your wild card are the Houston Astros, Tampa Bay Rays, and your New York Yankees. Now, um, along the way, you've given us a, a few little hot takes here in terms of award winners. Um, in the National League, you, you said you believe Walker Bueller will emerge as a Cy Young winner. You said today that Juan Soto would win the MVP in the National League. You also mentioned that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. would win the AL MVP. Who do you have as the AL Cy Young? I'm going with Garrett Cole. I think he's a guy who's missed out on in a few years. You know, back with, he was with the Astros, I think Verlander took it over him. Uh, last season, Robbie Ray took it over him. I think this is the year he starts strong and finishes strong and just takes that, that crown of Cy Young with him. Okay. Now, are you one of those guys who, when you make predictions, you go so far as to predict the World Series winner as well, or do you wait until you get to the All-Star break and recalibrate? Um, I'm always going to pick the Yankees to start the season off. 
Oh, come so, on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear that. <laughs> come on, man. How can you always pick them? That's not a pick. That's a hope. I, hey, I just, it's, it's just built in me, man. I got to pick the Yankees every season to win the World Series. Okay. Um, I didn't go as far as picking the playoffs and anything like that. Um, if I had to make a pick today, I'd probably go the Dodgers, honestly, just, you know, off a win today. Um, I We'll see where we are mid-season and then kind of, like yeah. I said, recalibrate and see where we are. But if I had to make a quick pick today, I, I'd say Yankees-Dodgers in the World Series. I could see yeah. that happening. I, I, I'm telling you right now, I'm not even writing that down because I just think, you know, these before the first pitch of opening day, you know, predictions of World Series winners. It's like, give me a break. You know what I mean? I don't know how so, people can do it. Even, yeah. even I go as far as saying, even picking like Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I can I can't see myself picking that right now because you just never know who is going right. to come up in a right. month or so or two months and exactly. really just light the league on fire. Yeah, which is why I didn't ask you for either one of those because I, I agree with you. I, I think that is just in a different category. Um, okay, so we have your predictions for both the National League and the American League 2022 playoff teams. The last thing I'm going to ask you, Rob, before we sign off and get on up out of here, is opening day is this Thursday, right? April 7th. How are you planning to spend opening day? You got your penis and Cracker Jack. I mean, how how, how do you do it? Uh, you know, you you barbecuing Man. out in 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 the frosty air uh, in Massachusetts. How how are you doing <laughs> it, man? What, how how are you going to bring an opening day? Well, I got my little setup down here. It's my man cave. I got my Yankee flag up. You know, I got my Yankee gear ready to go. I have a Yankee uh, hoodie that I like to wear on opening day. I'll post a picture up and everything. I, I do it every year. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit down here in my man cave. Hopefully my kid wants to join me for at least, we'll say, an inning because then he'll get distracted and want to leave, which is fine. He's four years old. That's okay. <laughs> but, you know, we'll get it going. We'll watch the Yankees. We'll watch whoever else is on. And we'll just start the season off right, man. It's good to have baseball back, positive energy. I'm excited for this season. There's a lot of good teams out there a lot of good young players to watch, a lot of good veterans to watch as well. Uh, I think it's going to be a great season, Jeff. All right. Well, there you have it, man. The 2022 predictions of Rob Duran. Well, listen, man, it's been great, you know, having you take us through, you know, the National League and the American League division by division and giving us your predictions. And so we'll see how it goes. Um, as the season unfolds but as we said opening day is on thursday april 7th and we're looking forward to major league baseball being back all right brother well listen man i appreciate all the hard work all the number crunching and everything else um i think you deserve a vacation um after all the work you put in uh, so get some rest so that you can enjoy opening day all right yeah man thank you man appreciate it All right, that's it for this edition of Sports 360. We'll see everybody next week.